You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, hello and welcome to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. If you're here for the very first time, this is Lydia Miller and Pastor Jeff uh, here to talk with you uh, just a little bit further about the topics that we talked about on Sunday morning. Today, we are covering the topic of accountability, talking about what it means uh, to have accountability in your own life and to hold one another accountable. I thought it might be kind of fun to start with all of the things that you held me accountable for when I was in high school. No, I don't want to do that. Uh, But accountability is a little bit maybe of a church word. It's probably a word you hear most often in church Um, and is something I feel like especially today um, is maybe taking a back seat. We live in very much of kind of a you do you live out your own truth society. So if you uh, had to say kind of in a blanket statement, why would you say accountability is so important for us as followers of Christ? Yeah, I think it's important in this respect is I, I think sin sort of lives in the darkness. So anytime we can get it out of the darkness and into the light, then we can begin to deal with it. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to tell somebody else. I, I think if we're constantly keeping it to ourselves, it can never be overcome, never be dealt with. And I think that's why telling another person, another trusted person is critical. James talks about it and he says, listen, confess your sins to one another it brings healing in your life. And I I think that's true. Certainly we want to confess it to God, but I think it's critical we tell another person as well. So there's obviously two sides of accountability. There's, you know, you seeking accountability in your own life, but then there's also the call to hold others accountable as well, which can be very awkward. Yes. So how do you help someone without judgment? Say you see someone in your small group or um, someone that you've been called to hold accountable. What does that look like to hold them accountable without them feeling like you're looking down on them or judging them? Yeah, it's interesting because, and you were there, we, we talked about this as elders, even elders saying, listen, how do we hold people in the church accountable when we see sin and shortcoming and failure in people's lives? How do we deal with it? I think some of the things we agreed together on is, first of all, it's got to be relational. So, so I've got to have a relationship with that person. I, yeah. I can't come out of the blue. I can't uh, not have earned their trust in a sense. Um, and then I can come to them. I think relationally, I think in a sense of trust, then I can come to them. I do think, though, that there is always this sense of which I've got to be cognizant of my own sin. Mm-hmm. So when I come to somebody, I don't come as somebody who's superior, got it all together. I come recognizing this is two sinners I want somebody to hold me accountable and help me. Now when I see somebody else sort of with their wheel in the ditch, I want to help them get out of that. But I I want to come with real humility. I want to come with recognition of my own sin. And then I want to come to them. You know, the story I was thinking about is, remember the story of the publican and the Pharisee where the Pharisee sort of, you know, is this arrogant guy and he prays, I'm not glad I'm not like other people, where... The publican sort of beats his breast and recognizes, you know, he's not good and how in the world could God save him? I I think going with the attitude of the publican rather than the attitude of the Pharisee Mm -hmm. is critical in this situation. Again, that doesn't mean it's always going to be received well. Mm -hmm. 
the reality is the truth of God's word is confrontational in today's world and sometimes it can be rejected but I still think it's important that we do so. Yep. So let's let's chase that bunny trail. It doesn't go well. So you sit down with someone, you feel like you've kind of come with that attitude and I feel like there are kind of two ways it can go wrong. One, they can be really offended and it can hurt the relationship or they can say, I don't really care what you have to say and continue down the path that they're going. What do you do with either of those reactions? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, Matthew 18 would tell us that then we're to take another brother with us to sort of bolster, mm -hmm. in a sense, our witness to them, eventually to take it to the church, eventually to have nothing to do with them. I'm not sure in today's modern world if that works. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we go to them. I think if they're offended, we got to recognize, you know, Jesus was offended as well. They you know, they hate you, they hated me as well. There's, there's going to be a sense in which the Word of God uh, and the truth of God's Word is going to be offensive mm -hmm. to people. Um, and I think we try to do everything we can to come alongside, to love them. Even if they're offended by us, we continue to love them, continue to care about them, not ignore them, and, and trust that in time they're going to come along. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there, there's going to be that in life. Yep. What if you feel like you're someone that you know, I think if people are, have something that they're really struggling with in life, it's maybe easier to find someone to hold you accountable to maybe that particular sin or that particular thing that you're struggling with. But what if you feel like, I don't, I don't know, I don't really have anything. I've got a few things here and there. Do I really need an accountability partner in life? I, I think everybody does. I, I really do. Because an accountability partner is more than just, hey, keeping me out of sin. It's also encouraging me to use my gifts to uh, do the best that I possibly can. And, and I think everybody, in my opinion, needs somebody that you're in relationship with. And that's really what an accountability partner It's two people that make a decision, I'm going to do life together. Uh, I think you got to make a, a minimum of a week, you know, at least once a week that you're going to get together. And then you're going to both hold one another accountable in negative mm -hmm. fashion, but you're also going to push people in a positive direction. Well, are you sharing Christ with people? Are you... Um, you know, doing kindness and, mm -hmm. and, and love and pay all the fruits of the Spirit. So mm -hmm. I think it's not only just holding people from sin, but it's pushing people toward likeness of Christ and yep. good deeds and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you have an accountability partner. I God do. bless him. He meets <laughs> with you weekly. Uh, tell everybody kind of about him and your relationship and how you guys kind of got connected. Yeah, you know, uh, Ken Branvold is my accountability partner. We actually have been accountability partners for 20 years for the entire time that I've been here. Uh, Ken actually sold me my house. He was a real estate person at that point in time. So he took uh, your mom and I around all sorts of homes. And for some reason, we just struck it up. And then he kind of made this commitment to me. He said, and often people do this with pastors and don't follow through. But he said, listen, I want to be your prayer partner. I want to pray for you. So on a regular basis, he would come over and pray. We built this relationship, friendship together. And then eventually we made a decision, hey, we're going to move this to a little bit deeper. I, I did it in baby steps. I think that often has to happen. I think you look for somebody that you know is trusted. I think you look for somebody you know is a believer. They know the Word of God. Uh, I was always looking for somebody that was trusted not only to hold my secrets, but to speak the truth to me, which is not easy to find. Um, you know, often people want to tell you what they think you mm -hmm. want to hear, but I think you both have to have somebody who will, will in a sense, hold your secrets, uh, but at the same time be truthful with you. Um, and I'm always looking for a grace-filled person. I'm looking for somebody that's not judgmental because I'm going to confess, here, here's mm -hmm. what I'm struggling with mm -hmm. and I don't want <gasps> mm -hmm. or 
horror from that or mm-hmm. judgment from that. I want somebody that's filled with grace and is going to be positive in my life. Mm-hmm. So Ken became that for me. We meet on a weekly basis. Um, we used to go through a series of questions together. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more organic now, mm-hmm. though these questions kind of fall in uh, as well. But I, I think it's been good. Mm-hmm. It's been helpful for him. It's certainly been helpful for me. So what kind of, you know, I know you've fallen into it. It's been 20 years or so that you guys have stuck with it. So obviously you don't need a script anymore. But for somebody who's just starting out, it's maybe not just going to come supernaturally. I remember I was <laughs> supposed to mentor a college girl, and I remember not putting as much time into it as I should have. And I was sitting across from her and thinking, like, I don't even know how to start. I don't even know what really to ask you. Because yeah. you can't just say what is your deepest sin. So where, where do you start? Where does the conversation yeah. begin? We were very scripted in okay. the beginning. So we decided on a set of questions that we're going to ask each other. I could probably remember most of them. Uh, first, we started with, how's God blessed you this week? We want to start on a positive note mm-hmm. because it's not just about all the negative in your life. So we want to remind ourselves of the blessings of God. So that's where we started. Then it was questions like, you know, have you read the Word of God this week? Have you been uh, spent time in prayer? Uh, what's been your greatest temptation and how did you overcome it? What's going on in your thought life? How are you doing in your marriage? How are you doing with your children? Um, you know, are you being a godly father, are you being a godly husband? Where have you failed in that area? Uh, we talk a little bit about have we shared Christ? Have we made an impact in ministry? Those kinds of things. Uh, and we'd always end with this question, which I thought was fascinating. We always end with this question. Well, of all the questions that asked you, what have you lied about? And what do you need to go back and be a little bit more honest about? Which we almost always would. We'd go, you know what? Can I tell you a little bit more about my temptation yeah. or my struggle? Because yep. I probably wasn't as forthright as I yep. should have been. That's awesome. And it, I know it's something that obviously gets more comfortable. You have to build that trust. You can't start there. No. And I'm not a real trusting person to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest with you. It probably took me a year, hmm. little testing at a time, yep. little truths that I wanted to know what he was going to do with. Was mm-hmm. he going to hold them? Was he going to be forgiving? Was he going to tell his wife? Mm-hmm. So all of that to me, I just think if you're going to have a good relationship like that, it's probably going to take a year. I think it's a long-term commitment before you're really willing to be vulnerable and honest with each other. I think there's a testing and a trust yep. that needs to take some time. Yep. Um, as we kind of close this, I would just encourage anyone listening, if you don't have that person in your life, if you don't have an accountability partner, um, to just start praying about it. I think God will bring about um, who he wants you to have in your life and kind of test the waters because I do think um, it's obviously incredibly important for us. If you are encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.